Hey listeners, Tim here from the pod and thanks for tuning in to another episode of LN Connect. National Volunteer Week. What a great week to highlight and promote the efforts of community members who are making a significant contribution to their local communities. We hope you enjoyed the episode with Scott Cooper and his mum Pam and what a tremendous amount of work Scott is doing along with the insights he was able to provide. If you haven't listened already, hit pause or press play after listening to this episode. With a focus on community sport and active recreation, we chat with Lorraine Kulich of the Lara Giants Basketball Club. Starting volunteering at an early age, Lorraine is a person that just wants to give back to her community. From rattling tins for the Good Friday Royal Children's Hospital Appeal to now a committee member at the Giants, Lorraine is doing it all and bringing her family along for the journey. Lorraine opens up about what being a volunteer means to her, the opportunities that have presented itself and what inspires her to keep going. Being recognised as a club legend through the Viva Energy Geelong Refinery Sports Awards in 2019, recognition and praise isn't the game, but it's nice reward for effort. We thank Lorraine for her contribution as a community volunteer and we hope you enjoy this episode for National Volunteer Week. Another episode of the LN Connect podcast and another episode that focuses on National Volunteer Week. We've had a tremendous response to Scott Cooper's episode where we had a chat to Scott and, and his mum, Pam. But we're going to go back to a, a bit of a, a sport lens here and focus on an individual in the local community that is doing a tremendous amount of work with their sporting club. And joining me as always, Michael King. Michael, welcome. Thanks, Tim. Good to be here. We know this guest quite well, so it's going to be a nice conversation and uh, look forward to seeing what comes of it, mate. It is. And as I said at the top, it's a, another episode of National Volunteer Week, which is a great way to promote those and highlight those that are tr- doing tremendous things off their own back, really, not getting paid for it, utilising the free time that they could potentially be utilising elsewhere. But before, without any further ado, Lorraine, Kulik, welcome to the Alan Connect podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Now, hopefully I got the pronunciation of your surname correct, Lorraine, but you can certainly pull me up at, at any stage where I get that wrong. But no, that's fine. At the beginning, let's start with you. And when did you start volunteering? And I should mention you're involved with the Lara Giant Basketball Club, which I think now is the biggest basketball club in Geelong is that correct it certainly is yeah yeah we had a, a just over a thousand members playing summer winter season so yeah just basketball in general is growing but um, our club is definitely growing we're growing at a rate faster than the population of Lara is at the moment so you know lots of new families lots of new estates in Lara but yeah the club's growing bigger than and faster than the Lara community it's so it's good for basketball and yeah good for us as well that's that's incredible in terms of yeah. thousand members and, and growing at a faster rate than what's going on within the, the local catchment. Lara Giants, was that your first venture into volunteering or did your journey start a long time before that? It actually started um, before that. Um, uh, when I was in high school at Clonard College in Geelong West, um, there was a community service program that we were all involved with. Um, and that sort of involved all sorts of activities, which was um, like helping at the op shops and at schools and visiting the nursing homes and reading the paper to them. So it sort of like stemmed from that. 
And then, of course, um, got a great personal interest in the Royal Children's Hospital and the Good Friday Appeal. So been part of the Good Friday Appeal for 30 years, answering phones on Good Friday. And But probably my main involvement and like sort of more of a personal and regular um, interaction became when um, my kids started primary school and um, just helping out um, there um, in the classroom, going on excursions, you know, special lunches, fundraising and school events. Um, it was a great way to get to meet other parents, um, my children's fellow classmates and certainly the staff. So and I think becoming part of the school environment um, promoted their in the kids' interest in being there as well, because I was happy to I was happy to be there. And you know, you're dropping them off there every day and leaving them for a majority of the day. So when they see you like there every you know every once a week or whatever one hour, um, and th that they see you being there and happy to be there, then I think it's an easier transition. That oh, mum's mum's happy to pop in, so you know, mum's happy to leave me here type thing, especially when they're really little. Yeah, but then with the basketball club, that's obviously grown to maybe helping once a week at the school. Um, basically, it's a second it's a second job. It's a family. It's a part of our family. Um, and that came about, um, I just helped out uh, at a fundraising event and then um, helped out at presentation day. And then that led to becoming a general committee member, then the secretary and now vice president. So, um, but how can I put it? It's... I found that it was a great way to complement my children's interests in basketball without playing basketball, without taking the court. So, um, and look, like I said, Lara's growing um, and there was just, we just found a need and the committee, as the um, club grew bigger, the committee grew bigger and, you know, the involvement just grew and stemmed from there. But yeah, I love it. I love helping out. I love being part of the club and I love where we're going, where the club's going. So yeah, it's very exciting times for us. Hey, Lorraine, um, yeah. it brings it to the next point, I reckon, around why, why do we volunteer? And I yeah. think um, there's so many different thoughts and answers to this. And it just refers, I had this this conversation on the weekend, uh, my little girl's doing Auskick. Yeah. And uh, they had no no parent help just to start off. So I put my hand up week one uh to help out and people are like oh look at you you know good on you you're, you're volunteering again rah, rah, rah. and then it just brings me back to something that someone said to me a while ago that you can either stand back and complain and, and say oh geez the coaching's no good or they're not getting what they need or you can actually stand up and go and help out and that yeah, that just brings me back to that mindset so i'm really interested in in the reason why you volunteer yeah and th and that's exactly why i do it was there it was to help out it was to fill a void like that first instance was presentation day. Um, you know, I think it was like on the barbecue because we were having, you know, hundreds of kids turn up for their trophies and their medals and we're cooking sausages and the president's trying to present medals and trophies and then the kids are coming out wanting sausages. So it was just chaos. So it was just more and, and always is about helping out and offering support. You know, it certainly makes a difference and I'm a big believer in every every little bit helps. So whether you have 20 people giving an hour or you have, you know, five people giving five hours, you know, it. It's what I think it's what everyone can give individually, but certainly every every little bit goes a long way. And I think like like you just said, helping out at Auskick, how could how can you just stand back and I know there probably would be people that would just stand back and watch, but yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not that type of person. And especially where the kids are involved, you know, sports back, it's been so long since they've had that interaction. How can you not want to promote it and just get out there and, you know, make sure it it happens? 
like we have, I think, I think there's about 68 teams for winter. Um, sometimes we don't have coaches for everyone. And then, you know, we put the feelers out and we say to the parents, you know, do you think you could, you know, you could coach the team? We'll give you the support you need. We'll, you know, help you with um, code of conduct and rules and everything else and give you some training. Um, and, you know, you know, otherwise that team's going to miss out on a spot. We'll have to withdraw that team if we can't have a coach. So, yeah, I think everyone's, I think volunteering is like from the heart. So I think no one wants to see anyone miss out or someone struggle either. Like, you know, there's always people out there to put their hand up. With um with that, Lorraine, people do volunteer for different reasons. So there's different types of volunteers. So there's <laughs> there's people that volunteer because their kids are involved and they want to be a good mm -hmm. mentor, a good leader, uh, yeah. to their, you know, a good role model to the children. There's some that volunteer because no one else will. There's some the volunteer because they want to build a sense of community where they might move to a new area. It's a good way to meet new people. Sure. And, then there's, and then there's the other volunteer that potentially uses it, not not in a strategic way, but it actually is good for business in a way. Like I'm going to volunteer or be a president because it, it puts my name, I get access to a thousand new people that might help my mm -hmm. business grow. Rah, rah, rah. Sure. What has what what volunteering done, done for you and, and what opportunities has it presented? Sure. Well, further, for, firstly, um, I really think that collaborating together like as with, you know, with a shared goal in mind, you know, it can be really rewarding. Um, we have a great committee and support group at the basketball club. Um, and when we're all working together, whether it be for a uniform day or a presentation day or a basketball clinic, it's it's the common good. It's a social gathering. And sometimes, like often enough, it look it's like a, we're all there as friends and we're having, you know, having a social event pretty much. So I can't think of a better way uh, to get a job done, basically, when we can all work together like that. But um, it certainly keeps me grounded. I'm, you know, I'm of the, I like to do it because it makes me feel like I'm giving back. Um, but like, as you said, there's many ways and many reasons why people volunteer. Um, and we can all put our hands in our pockets and say, um, you know, here's $50 towards the club. But when you give your time, like it's, there's that personal involvement and that personal reward. And that's what I, I feel like. I really feel um, like I get something from it when I'm volunteering. And I certainly have met some wonderful people and have amazing friends all from volunteering. Um, and it's presented many opportunities um, for myself personally and for the club as a whole. But um, personally, um, two of my you know highlights I'd say is um, when I complete when I was nominated for and completed the Committee for Geelong Leadership Program. And the second of all was um, the nomination and winning the Viva Volunteer Award in 2020 as well. So they're sort of personal highlights for myself. But, you know, I, I never really, like that gained a bit of traction for the club as well. But it's sort of, I don't find it, I'm not really someone to dwell on myself. I'd rather it be about the club and more, you know, pushing that. But if it has to be about me to get the word out for the club's sake, then I'll do it. Does that answer that question? Yeah, beautiful. With the completion of courses and then nom being nominated and, and winning awards, there's obviously a, a large group of people that are um, within the nomination pool or within the course. You spoke off air about the the ability to interact and connect with other volunteers, whether or not mm -hmm. it's within sporting landscape, with, whether or not it's within other volunteer organisations. If do you find that that has helped you in being a, a volunteer and thinking, potentially thinking of things outside of the the square or the box that might assist the basketball club or Royal Children's Hospital or whatever it works out to be? 
definitely like there's like there's many forms of avenues and everyone um, looks at things from a different angle so it's always good to um, you know get feedback and have that like almost like a little networking pool um, where you can draw on people and um, you know I've reached out to people from the leadership course and um, said you know what are your thoughts on this you know we've got a couple of um, announcements that the club need to make um, on social media up, up and coming and so there was a girl that I did the committee for Geelong course with and she's in marketing so you know I'll reach out to her um, we had one another girl from the Viva Awards who was connected with all that um, infrastructure at Geelong West so I've reached out to her as well and like you know helped um, with all of our you know upcoming stadium talk and um, looking at doing a um, we're doing currently doing a business plan for that so yeah no absolutely huge networking experience and tools but it's more of a um, I find myself um, like reaching out and have, getting that personal connection too it's not just about the club like you know a couple have had babies couple have got engaged you know I'm new since doing the networking and the um, committee for Geelong course to social media and wasn't on Facebook before that so um, yeah you know reaching out to all the people that way as well is really good. Now Lorraine how did you feel when you won the club female legend award for the viva energy awards in 2019 as as a yep. volunteer don't necessarily do it for the recognition or the no. praise but how did you feel to be to be recognized it was quite surreal actually i was really i was shocked because there was a room full of people that you know you, you you never think that um you're better than anyone or you know you always look to that person and think wow look at what they do and that's how i always see it I never think that I do the most or anything like that but um yeah it was it was it was nice it's not it's not often and it's not about doing it for the recognition either like we don't you know if you're going to go into volunteering or like president vice president of a club where you're putting in hours upon hours and on a weekly basis if you're in it for the recognition then you're doing the wrong thing you know it's just like you know you've got to find your inner your inner happiness in doing it and that's what I like that's where the reward that I get from it I, I just love you know the giving back and then hopefully um what what comes in return will be like three four four fold like you know if we get if the club you know get ends up with this stadium then all the hours I've been putting in for that will be you know it'll be a multitude like it won't matter and I know Michael King was on the voting panel for those <laughs> favorite awards so he might have just uh, coerced. I think you voted for others. me. Did you vote for me? You know, just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's funny you say that because it probably helped with my voting at the Viva. The fact that we've known the club and yourself, Lorraine, for a while, and particularly like you're saying, if you can leverage your your brand or or your work or work ethic to help the club, then it's a benefit. And I just remember years ago you were attending a lot of our seminars and workshops, mm -hmm. and then it formed a real personal connection where at Legend Networks, we do a lot of, you know, a lot of support with the club and, and connect you guys and refer you guys, but also do a lot of delivery work. And it's all come from building a really nice relationship. And I think for me, really nice. I think even for yourself, you always ask me about my family, you know about my family, and it's just come through work, through that connection. So I think that's a really nice skill set and personality trait that you have that has helped your club. So congratulations oh, for that. Thank you. But no, like even um, I was at a course um, through um, was actually with Jesse for the um, grant writing and I did like I think I did about three or four grant writing 
um, seminars through Leisure Networks. And when we got the $50,000 grant for the um, the business case for the infrastructure for the stadium through council, um, everyone was saying, oh, you know, did you get a company to do it? And I said, no, no, no. I said, you know, I wrote it. I wrote the, you know, and, and I said, oh, went through Leisure Networks, did a couple of their grant writing courses. And they were like, oh, yeah, they always advertise them. Maybe I should, you know, I said, definitely. I said, don't give, you know, don't give a percentage of your grant, you know, give it away, you know, have a go. You know, it's easy to do. And like, you know, and then like that's, enough, you know, being part of the club, that's another thing that's, you know, led through, um, you know, from volunteering as well as like, you know, not just meeting the people and working for the club, but all the extra, um, I guess, tools, like, you know, I can add to my resume as a personal, as a personal um, trait of mine and what I'm, you know, and my capabilities. So, no, yeah, it's good. Hey, Lorraine, talk us through what volunteering looks like these days, thinking about when you first started, COVID implications, you know, the impact of that on, on volunteering. So what does volunteering look like now or these days? And where do you actually see it in a couple of years' time? Because you might actually be solving the issue that a lot of universities are doing a lot of research on. They are, aren't they? Um, I, I really, the future really stumps me. Um, and then, you know, you've got the whole COVID aspect and where we were before COVID, like having, you know, great little fundraisers and we're trying to get back into that. But then, you know, then you get the people getting scared again because cases are going up. Um, look, uh, it's difficult at the moment. Uh, Post-COVID reality has, has really hit. And unfortunately, it the, the stigma of it is still, is still there. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's a great thing that, you know, we're post-COVID and basketball's back and life is back, but we're all just at a loss for our time. Like I know myself, like, you know, working working from home, oh, you know, get dinner started, get lunches started, get a load of washing out, and then it's like, where where is all this washing coming from? Why? What have I missed? What am I doing wrong? But, you know, when you leave, leave house, leave home at 8 o'clock in the morning and don't come back till 5 o'clock in the afternoon, all that time, and then times it by, you know, a committee of 12 or whatever else, we, we struggle. We really struggle. And everyone is just feeling like um, they're behind the eight ball at the moment. So uh, the, the COVID routine and now the reality routine, it's um, they're two different things. So we're just finding that people are really struggling um, to have the time. Um, and we, we found that um, as a committee as well. We've had to um, reschedule two um, committee meetings because we, we couldn't get... Um, enough people there to have the meetings and you know move forward from that so um but look we'll get there everyone will have you know everyone will get into a routine and get settled and um you know the excitement of having basketball back and settling into it um i think will we'll get us over the line but um as for the future i i, I honestly i don't know um i'm hoping that the people aspect stays there and involvement from whether it be common interests or your children's interests um, it can't just, I can't envisage it dying off, but I can see where people can pull back and, and want their time for themselves. And I know that with a lot of, like, even the schools, they say, oh, let's just do a fundraising levy and then you don't have to attend um, a fundraiser or a trivia night or whatever else. But, but how boring is that? You know, you get out and, you you know, you meet people and you um, socialise. It's It would be really sad to see, you know, that happen. Just. Lorraine, just on that point about the volunteering, and, mm -hmm. and we, we're hearing it, you know, around uh, availability, uh, people finding other interests, people wanting to use time in other ways. Mm -hmm. People have a, probably a generalised comment, but work life is as flexible as it possibly could 
or has been ever right now, like yes. in regards to work from home, flexibility, um, attending yep. online meetings, committees. So how how has that had an impact on volunteering? Like in my head, it's the part of it's like, shouldn't it? Couldn't it flip the other way a little bit? Like people have more yep. time to volunteer. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But I'm um, I'm not. Maybe, well, we certainly used to have a, a lot more people in attendance at our committee meetings when people were working from home and we'd have a Zoom meeting and, the, you know, the screen would be full and we'd have a full committee. But then try and get to, try and get people together at the same time at, you know, at the community centre and people just, I don't know, whether they're still maybe a little bit set in their ways and they're turned into homebodies, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure. But you would think that um, as we sort of settle down that there should be time. I, I know that I'm... I'm giving it, so hopefully other people can do the same. I don't know. <laughs> Tim, Tim, your your views on that as well. Like I know we've we've done a lot of research and had lots of conversations. Have you got any sort of thoughts on on that? Um, I th- you, the way you the way that you've put it in terms of that context, you would you would think that yeah, righto, might have an extra half an hour, might have an hour because I don't have to travel back from home to work to be able to to volunteer but I think and I'd, I'll be interested to know your thoughts Lorraine but I think people have identified other areas that they potentially have missed or they want to dedicate more time to so it might be with family um, yep. which you can do in a volunteering case it might be with friends or it might purely just be going out um, you might go to a local winery you might go out for, for dinner or you might be doing something completely different that doesn't necessarily need to um, where you don't have to volunteer your time. So I think people are trying potentially finding other ways to utilise their time rather than maybe. And and the catch up of that, like, you know, we haven't had that for like two years. You know, when was the last time you got to, you know, you got to go to a winery or you got to go away for the weekend and things like that. So there's certainly a lot of um, catch up being done with that. I know I, um, since Christmas probably haven't seen my family more than I had in the last two years in the last, you know, couple of months. So yeah, absolutely. Cause you know, we've, we've missed that. So everyone's trying to um, make up for lost time, so to speak, I think. And, and I think that's, that's fair. That's, you know, that's well and truly fair. But um, in the meantime, the behind the scenes, like things are falling by the wayside. So we sort of like, you know, need to pick up the slack somewhere, but um, you yeah, know, definitely my work, my workplace are very, um, very patient um and often you know have to you know duck into a zoom meeting for basketball or things like that or you know quickly shoot off an email or um you know do something in my work time um which was easier to do when i wasn't in front of everybody at the workplace but um yeah but yeah we still we still get there and i'm just touching on your point when you lorraine when you talked about a, a levy for people to pay to that was their i guess their time or their the, the value, time. yeah. Uh, I think that people are, and I don't have any stats to back this up, but I think people are being more generous from that perspective and say, "Yep, I'm I'm willing to give fifty dollars to the Royal Children's Appeal, or I'm um, willing to give fifty dollars to another fundraising, and that's my contribution to the community, um, exactly. more so than my time." So I think people are generous in that way, but at the same time, as Lorraine has put it. There's still a number of hours to complete from a, a volunteer yeah. perspective as well. So it's yeah, it's the, the checks and balances trying to weigh things up. What what yeah. do you feel like you can contribute to? Exactly, and you are and you're missing out on the opportunity of you know getting together and and you know whether it be um, okay, we're going to have and, and I've I've known this. People say you either donate two hours of your time 
or you give a hundred dollars you know and then how many people are quick to give a hundred dollars but then when you want to have a fundraising event you don't give anyone helping because they said oh i paid my hundred dollars and you know and then so then you miss out on that chance of all getting together and having that fundraising event because everyone paid the hundred dollars so you know who's going to organize it so then you don't have anything <laughs> You know, so there's things like that that you know that get missed, I think, and and they're I think they're important, and I think that it will it'll do the 360, and it'll come back to that because people will want to be um, around, like even the like the stadiums are allowing more than one because with COVID, um, you could only have one parent or one person with every player just for like sheer numbers and um, attendees in the stadiums. So and things will you know things will it'll do you know come back around you'll get more people in there and it'll feel have the more of the community feel and family atmosphere that it had before. Michael, do you have any thoughts on that since you posed a question? Oh, I don't know. I like to ask the questions. I don't know if I like to answer them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think all, all I probably am thinking is it's it's a combination between the industry being a bit. Um, concerned about volunteer numbers, volunteer capacity. So kind trying to put some strategies and implement some initiatives to to try and flip that a little bit, mixed with people going, like you're saying, and and, and living a bit of a different lifestyle or, or different interests for a period of time, and then potentially 360 coming back because they miss the connection and they miss that impact on community. So I reckon there's a fine line of both. There's a fine line of actually we need you now. We need uh-huh. you now versus I'll come back when I'm ready. Yes. Um, and and there, there might be that there might be something in between that. Um, but a lot of the data and the way that the world is these days talks to the fact that there should be more flexibility for people to have access to more volunteers. Yeah. But it's actually flipped where people are going into other other areas, seeing other interests, using their time in different ways, mm-hmm. um, going on those holidays they never used to, or actually having a checkpoint in time where they've gone, I'm going to reflect during COVID and I'm going to change some of my areas of my life um, yeah. that I'm lacking or missing, and that is family, friends, travel. Mm-hmm. And if I get rid of volunteering, that's an extra 20 hours of my week back. So, yeah. um, which I don't think that's a bad thing. I think a lot of us have, have overcommitted for a long time and we've I actually agree. just tried to streamline things. And, sure. and then and- that's bottlenecked. Yeah, and I think with like going back to COVID as well, um, because we didn't have it, maybe they didn't miss it, so they're not going back to it. You know, there might be things that you didn't do, um, like for two years or through COVID or for whatever reason or restrictions. Um, and then all of a sudden it's open, but you thought mm, maybe I haven't missed it so much. I might not, you know, I might not go back. Or rather than doing it weekly, I'll go monthly or things, you know, things like that. Lorraine, is there a person that you volunteer alongside or that's within the club or someone that volunteers outside of the club that? inspires you now it might be someone that's volunteered for 50 years and you think oh if they've done it for so long why can't i or mm-hmm. potentially a young person that is volunteering their time and think oh i really want to mentor or guide and lead this young person to ensure that they stick around and, and help us out and acknowledge that their contribution um, has been recognized is there someone that you look up to and it could have been you you feel like oh, i don't really want to be at the club tonight but this particular <laughs> individual said oh yeah. no nah, i have to be there for them um there's probably a couple um i have to single out like some of the um junior players that we've got like you know under 16s under 18s who are taking on um under 10 teams coaching them you know with their parents help so you know we're just like you know just 
the future build up like it's you know that's fantastic and so and it's so good to see young ones putting their hand up to help out like we have facilitators for our programs and then we get like you know 14 15 16 year olds coming in assisting which is fantastic um we've got the first president who's been with the club since it started 30 years ago doesn't have any kids playing and still you know coaches teams and is on the executive committee and um our, our club secretary i have to i have to single her out because i pretty much roped her into getting on the committee um and you know she's a mum of four she works she's always got time for everyone and her name's jenny jenny plaza um, we work really well together. We're great friends. Um, and I invited her to an AGM, I think it was about five, six years ago, and now she's the club secretary. And I couldn't imagine, like, working and collaborating with anyone else. Uh, I often she's, I often say to her that I couldn't do the crazy, you know, without her, and she'll backflip and say to me, and I wouldn't be doing the crazy if you didn't ask me to the AGM. So we have great banter. Um but honestly, she's a beautiful and selfless person. And, you know, and the saying, and sadly, the saying, you know, give a busy person a job, she's the busiest woman I know. And she'd be the first one to say, yep, I can turn up to, you know, all abilities because we're a facilitator short or, you know, I'll be at Pip Squeaks, which is the new program that we started for three to five-year-olds. And, yeah, we're just, she's just everywhere. And, um, you know, she's part of the basketball club. She's part of the footy and, yeah, quite a Lara representative and yeah definitely yeah happy to have her on my side it's yeah it's great to to learn of everything or the volunteers that are assisting at the club from the young young people but then those that you potentially have, have roped onto the committee yeah. yourself yeah. <laughs> i feel bad feel sometimes it. about that but we do have we do have a good time together and you know that that's and going back to like you know okay we're getting a job done but it's sometimes it, when, when if it's her and i it's like a social catch-up you know, we're still, you know, we're still doing a stock take of how many uniforms we've got, but we're there and we're, you know, talking the talk and, you know, having a, you know, great old time and it may as well be, you know, a catch-up in my land room, minus the alcohol, but, yeah. But other than that, like, it's, yeah, we have we have good times together and what better way to get a job done? Like, but wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't do it, you know, any other way. Like, there's no point sitting there on your own and counting the minutes, oh, I'd rather be here or I'd rather be there when you can get a job done, share the load with a friend and, you know, still catch up at the same time. It's perfect. And those are the added benefits that potentially Definitely. people that aren't already volunteering don't understand or aren't uh, privy to. Now, with this year's theme for National Volunteer Week being better together, volunteering mm -hmm. brings people together, it builds communities, creates a better society, uh, creates a better society for everyone. Yeah. With that theme, is there anything that you haven't mentioned already that rings true for you or comes comes to mind? And and sporting clubs and active recreation groups link really well in terms of that that theme. I I personally feel right, isn't it? It's a, should be a motto for every sporting club. I think I think we cover we cover it, and a lot of our conversation has covered it. But um, honestly, it's just it's rings so true, and um, yeah. I, I would say that we could easily um, have that as the motto for our club. Uh, you know, bus, the basketball club, working for them is so rewarding um, and it's so important to keep people active, you know, and if, you know, if you can keep kids playing sport, um, keep the community together and keep, you know, keep your connections open, you know, we're not, going, we're not doing anything wrong, you know, and it, our club's certainly central to all of this. Yeah, but love the motto, love it. 
before we get into the final thoughts of, of Michael and, and yourself, Lorraine, is there a period of period in time where you think my hours, my time is numbered as a, a volunteer or you will continue to volunteer for as long as you are required and as long as you feel that you are you have that benefit to whatever group yeah. that you're volunteering for? Good question. I keep saying that I won't give up until we get a stadium for Lara. Um, so <laughs> hopefully it's earmarked for sooner rather than later. I don't get them to keep me on the committee by extending how long we wait for this stadium. I can't imagine that happening. But um, as long as I think I'm, I feel like I'm giving back, that I'm, I'm, I'm of use, um, Definitely, I'm, I can. I'm happy to stick around. Happy to step, maybe step back, like just to take, give someone else a go, um, and let someone else step up, um, back to a committee member. But I think, yeah, I'd, maybe after we get, you know, I've got a lot going on with everything that's happening with the stadium, so maybe after that. But yeah, still happy to, you know, continue on and um, be at the forefront of the club and helping us move forward. Yeah, I'm still. Still there, still still young at heart, I think, for all of that. I'm not, yeah, not ready to retire yet. <laughs> Any words of advice for someone that is thinking about volunteering but just need a little bit of uh, push over the edge to fully commit? Ooh. Do you have any words of wisdom? Hmm. Very good question. Perhaps if they feel like they have something to give um, and they're not sure what that is or perhaps have a void um, that they're wanting to fill or are sitting on their hands and have time to kill, definitely. Um, but, yeah, give, give it a go. It, it's, it's so rewarding. Um, you know, you meet so many people uh, doing volunteering in, in whatever whatever you choose. It probably would help to have um, an interest in the area that you're looking to volunteer in or feel like um, you're achieving something. So um, as a family, we took on, it was only one, it was only one Sunday a term when my son was at St. Joseph's and we used to provide the food for the Salvation Army um, and they would go out in the minivan around Geelong and feed the homeless on a Sunday night. And that was, and I got the kids involved and we'd have, I think we had to do like four loaves of bread um, in sandwiches and about four litres of soup and then we'd drop it off to the Salvation Army. And the kids felt so good about it that they knew that someone was being fed that night or someone was going to get a hot meal because we were, as a family, preparing this meal for them. Um, and it's, it's good for the kids to see that because sometimes we do try and shelter them from um, like the real world and what can what can be out there. But if if we show them by example um, what giving back looks like, I think we're you know we're setting up our kids for you know brighter future and basically probably those volunteers in the future to come. I think if that answers the question, I hope I kind of went off track a little bit with the volunteering for the Salvation Army. But you know it's yeah I think if you have a personal interest, it would help with donating your time. Very well said. And I liked how you in incorporated the family time as well yep. as young people seeing leaders in their in their own right. Mm -hmm. 
volunteering than potentially down the track or even now they could say it right up mum and dad did that or my bigger yes. brother and sister did that that's something that Definitely. i can contribute to oh my kids well. my kids are great at that everyone says when my daughter answers the mobile i say oh can you pick that up and she goes oh haven't and then they say oh haven't you got a good little secretary there thinking yep that they they know how to answer especially when we don't know the number and it could be a sponsor or someone from you know basketball geelong ringing or anything like that but oh you know you, i get them they get their help all the time you know whether they're helping with medals for presentation day or you know helping me load up the car yeah, it all, it all, and they know it's for, they know it's for them. They know it's for the, the bigger cause of the basketball club. And yeah, and I say to them, it'll get us a stadium one day. <laughs> Hope it does. <laughs> yeah, don't work for nothing, you know, try not to work for, you know, for nothing. But yeah, hopefully the effort and the time pays off. And it usually does. It always does. Michael King, final thoughts on volunteering as a whole or National Volunteer Week? Uh, we're going to help get you this stadium with uh, this podcast, Lorraine. And I think I reckon we've been talking about it for five years. But um, we have we'll, been. We'll we'll get we'll get it there. But uh, I think you know National Volunteers Week, great chance to recognise um, people out there that are contributing to to the community. I think probably from us, Tim, it's you know it's Lorraine. Thank thank you on behalf of your committee. Thank you on behalf of your club. Thank you on behalf of all the people that you've had impact on, whether it's small or great along the way, and the people that have, you know, benefited from your output from years and years to come. And and probably a big thank you from the community and thinking about that, you know, um, all the all the people and all the charities out there that clearly your club and your family have had in, impact on. And I think it's a really important time to to pat pat those good people on the back because more people yeah. like you and more people like you and other volunteers like Scott in the world and the world will be a happier place. Yeah. And that's uh that's about it certainly all. would and th- and i think people would have um you know possibly more joy in their hearts as well and feel that reward if they were given the opportunity and you know sometimes it's just you know a leap of faith that they might need to to take to you know to get that step and hopefully anyone who was who is looking um at volunteering can find can find that niche that that they need and the the right avenue um for you know for what they for the fulfilment they need from it as well. I think Tim, I think the other the other thing is this hopefully this podcast resonates with some people out there that are either volunteering and doing it well, volunteering and maybe struggling a little bit or or thinking about volunteering. So it's a great chance to have a listen and you might pick up a couple of uh, a couple of mentors. You might mentor a few volunteers along the way or get a couple of calls Lorraine and uh, oh, that that'll be a good that'll thing. Be, that'll be fine. I'm, I think we can um, fit them in at the club quite easily. <laughs> This podcast series will take our listeners through Leisure Network's journey, impacting people in our community through programs and services delivered. We will mix our industry knowledge with real stories and real facts that can better inform the community we serve. This podcast contains the thoughts and opinions of our presenters and isn't necessarily represented across the organisation.